the challenges continue to come in concerning God said, man said, stand in support of the majority text authorized King James Version of the Bible. Some think the issue is much to do about nothing, but be assured, its importance cannot be exaggerated. This feature will address various email messages concerning this subject. Emailer Frank said concerning Bible translations, Do we Christians really need one more thing to disagree about? Dear Brother Frank, Since the publishing of the King James Bible from the majority text manuscripts, over 90% of all existing manuscripts, all subsequent translations come from the minority text. The issue is very serious. Entire doctrines have been altered, and such a critical one, for example, as the Christian superweapon against evil, prayer, and fasting has been omitted completely. For details, please click on the Witch Bible on this website and then respond. Another emailer, S.T., posed the question of the Old Testament apocryphal books and certain apocryphal chapters that are missing from the current King James Version, chapters that he asserts should be included. He writes, I notice you follow the King James Version of the Bible. The seven books that were removed by Martin Luther were only part of what was removed. Chapters 13 and 14 of Daniel were removed. Also, seven chapters in Esther were removed. The Jewish canon that removed these seven books in 100 A.D. made a terrible mistake because Jesus studied the complete Septuagint or Old Testament when he was on earth. Don't you think that Jesus would have removed those books if they were not inspired? End of quote. Apocrypha means secret or hidden. The Apocrypha is positioned chronologically between Malachi, the last book of the Hebrew Old Testament, and Matthew, the first book of the New Testament. The term refers to a collection of books from 11 to 16 in number. The list that is in front of me is found in the Thompson Chain Reference Bible published by B.B. Kirkbride Bible Company. The list is as follows. 1 Estrus, 2 Estrus, Tobit, Judith, Additions to Esther, The Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiasticus, Baruch, The Epistle of Jeremiah, The Song of the Three Holy Children, The History of Susanna, Bell and the Dragon, the Prayer of Manassas, 1st and 2nd Maccabees, 3rd and 4th Maccabees. The number of books quoted as making up the Apocrypha differ depending on the authorities speaking. The difference is simply on how the books are grouped. For example, the Epistle of Jeremiah may be included in the Book of Baruch, etc. It wasn't until over 1,500 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ that 11 of the apocryphal books were canonized by the Roman Catholic Church at the Council of Trent in 1546 A.D. The apocryphal writings are Old Testament. It must be noted that the Hebrew Old Testament found in the King James Version is known as the Masoretic Text. It was faithfully protected by the Hebrew Levitical Order and Hebrew scholars. They were the keepers and protectors, the source of the Old Testament. The Hebrew canon rejects the apocryphal books. Concerning the Old Testament, Dr. Henry Morris weighs in with the following. As far as the Hebrew text is concerned, the King James is based on the Masoretic, meaning handed down text, which the modern versions rely heavily on Kittle's revised Masoretic text. The Masoretic text was compiled from the ancient manuscripts of the Old Testament by the Hebrew scholars dedicated to guarding and standardizing the traditional Hebrew text handed down from the earlier Hebrew scribes, who has in turn meticulously copied the ancient Hebrew manuscript scripts, excuse me, scrupulously guarding against error. As far as the Hebrew text developed by Rudolf Kittel is concerned, it is worth noting that Kittel was a German rationalistic higher critic 
rejecting biblical inerrancy and evolutionism, end of quote. The Christian church received the Old Testament from the Masoretic text. The Apocrypha is not in it. In the New Testament, there are 219 direct quotes from the Old Testament covering 300 verses. Forty-four Old Testament people are mentioned in the New Testament. In addition, the Old Testament is alluded to hundreds of times in the New Testament. Keep that in mind as you read the following. Concerning the Apocrypha, the Thompson chain lists the following. One, they are never quoted by Jesus, and it is doubtful if they were ever alluded to by the apostles. Two, most of the early fathers regarded them as uninspired. Three, they did not appear in the ancient Hebrew canon. Four, the inferior quality of most of the writings as compared with the canonical books stamps them as unworthy of a place in the sacred scriptures. End of quote. Jerome, who produced the Catholic Vulgate, which was a translation of scriptures into Latin, did not originally endorse the apocryphal books. According to Bible researcher G.A. Ripplinger, the translators of the King James Version said that the Apocrypha was not to be viewed as holy scriptures because it was not written in Hebrew, nor ever accepted by the Jewish canon or early Christians, nor ever mentioned by Jesus Christ. Ripplinger points out some false doctrines that were spawned by the Apocrypha. 1. Almsgiving expiates sins. Almsgiving saves from death and purges every kind of sin. Ecclesiastes, excuse me, Ecclesiasticus chapter 3 verse 30 and Tobit chapter 12 verse 9. Number two, purgatory and prayers for the dead. Second Maccabees chapter 12 verses 39 through 45. Three, the immaculate conception for Mary, reincarnation and transmigration of souls for new agers and Hindus. The book of wisdom chapter 8 verses 19 through 20. St. The apocryphal writings are missing because they are not deemed worthy of the classification of holy writ. St. Alleges that Jesus Christ studied the Septuagint, a Greek translation of the Old Testament. It must be noted that the battle of translations finds its root in Egypt, the place where Israel was commanded by God never to return. Egypt was to Israel the origin and symbol of their bondage. During the days of Jeremiah the prophet, the remnant of the children of Israel considered returning to Egypt to escape their fear of the king of Babylon. These following 11 verses in Jeremiah chapter 42 verses 19 through 22 and chapter 43 verses 1 through 7 depict the situation. The Lord hath said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, go ye not into Egypt, know certainly that I have admonished you this day. For ye dissembled in your hearts when ye sent me unto the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us unto the Lord our God, and according all that the Lord our God shall say, so declare unto us, and we will do it. And now I have this day declared it to you. But ye have not obeyed the voice of the, the Lord your God, nor anything for the which he hath sent me unto you. Now therefore know certainly that ye shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence in the place whither you desire to go and to sojourn. And it came to pass that when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking unto all the people all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had sent him to them, even all these words, then spake Azariah, the son of Hoshaiah, and Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the proud men, saying unto Jeremiah, Thou speakest falsely. The Lord our God hath not sent thee to, uh, to say, Go not into Egypt to sojourn there. But Baruch, the son of Neriah, setteth thee on against us, 
for deliver to deliver us, excuse me, into the hand of the Chaldeans, that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon. So Johanna the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces, and all the people, obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. But Johanna the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces, took all the remnant of Judah that were returned from all nations, whither they had been driven to dwell in the land of Judah, even men and women and children, and the king's daughters, and every person that Nebuzar Adon, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah the prophet, and Baruch, the son of Neriah. So they came into the land of Egypt, for they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Thus came they even to Taphanes. These Jews were fully rebellious against the word of God. It should be no surprise that they participated in the contamination of it. The Jews of Alexandria, Egypt, purportedly gave the world the Septuagint. In regard to the Septuagint and the apocryphal books, Thompson Chain states, The Jews of the dispersion in Egypt placed a high estimate upon these books and included them in the Greek translation of the Old Testament called the Septuagint, but they were rejected from the Hebrew canon by the Jews of Palestine. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight, of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is that scripture fulfilled in your ears. Only the Hebrew text of the Bible was honored in the temple and synagogues. Jesus was not reading from the Greek Septuagint. The Jews considered the Greeks as dogs. Ripplinger, citing the Septuagint by Zondervan Publishing and the Encyclopedia of Religion and Ethics, reports the following. Even the edition of the Septuagint, marketed today, points out in its preface that the stories surrounding its B.C. creation and existence are fables. All of the 70 manuscripts cited in its concordance were written after A.D. 200. The Encyclopedia of Religion and Ethics elaborates, calling the letter of the pseudo-Aristeus a manifest forgery, and the fragments of Aristobulus, which have also been highly suspect. The existence of an entire Greek Old Testament predating the life of Christ has no extent documentation. In fact, only scraps containing a few Old Testament chapters in Greek have ever been found. Also out of Alexandria, Egypt, comes Origen, who in A.D. 213 headed up the philosophical, philosophical school excuse me, located there. Ripplinger suggests the true authorship of the Septuagint belongs to Origen. Ripplinger records the following in the 690-page research work, New Age Versions. The Septuagint, a Greek translation of the Old Testament, is used today by textual critics in many instances to determine the wording of new versions. It appears that Origen was the author of this A.D. document. 
The NIV translators admit they used the Old Testament text, which was standardized early in the 3rd century by Origen, hence Origen's six-column Old Testament, the Hexapla, is used as the 70 or the Septuagint today. It is freely drawn from by new translator, translation editors to alter the Masoretic Hebrew text. Recall the colophon at the end of Sinaiticus, Alpha, stated that it was the Hexapla of origin. Hort concedes in his introduction to the New Testament in the original Greek that the 70, Aleph and B, are the same manuscript Bibles. Therefore, some New Testament quotes match the 70 because, as Carlson writes, scholars have argued that Vaticanus B came from the same hand as the Septuagint. Jerome, a contemporary of this revision, agreed. End of quote. The name Origen is an important name to remember. He was a promoter of the Greek Septuagint, which includes the Apocrypha, as well as a promoter of the minority text New Testament Greek manuscripts, which were used by Westcott and Hort. It's from this fountain that today's modern English translations hail. See which Bible on this website. The following excerpt is from the New Advent Catholic Encyclopedia. Nevertheless, it is certain that St. Jerome greatly praised and made use of origin that he even transcribed some erroneous passages without due reservation, end of quote. Keep in mind that it was Jerome who gave the world the Catholic Latin Vulgate Bible, and from the Vulgate comes the Catholic English Douay. Concerning origin, Ripplinger reports in New Age Bible versions, the church declared origin a heretic because he held the following beliefs. One, the Logos is subordinate to the Father and has some characteristics similar to the Logos of the Gnostics. Two, the soul is preexistent. Jesus took on some preexistent human soul. Three, there was no physical resurrection of Christ, nor will there be a second coming. Man will not have a physical resurrection. Four, hell is non-existent. Purgatory, of which Paul and Peter must partake, does exist. Five, all, including the devil, will be reconciled to God. Six, the sun, moon, and stars are living creatures. Seven, emasculation, of which he partook, is called for for males, end of quote. Dr. Edward Hills, Harvard and Yale scholar, relays, Origen was not content to abide by the text which he received, but freely engaged in the boldest sort of conjectural emendations. And there were other critics at Alexandria who deleted many readings of the original New Testament text and thus produced the abbreviated text found in the papyri, pap, papyra and in the manuscripts Aleph and B, the Greek manuscripts used to create the recent new versions. John Burgeon, author of scores of scholarly books on the transmission and corruption of the original Greek manuscripts and dissenting member of Westcott and Horse Revision Committee, said, I am of the opinion that such deprivations of the text as found in Aleph and B were in the first instance intentional. Origen may be regarded as the prime offender, the author of all the mischief Clement used, hopelessly corrupt versions of the New Testament, which there is in these last days an attempt to revive and palm off on an unlearned generation the old exploded errors, end of quote. S.T., Jesus did not study the Septuagint, nor did he endorse by reference the Apocrypha contained in it. Finally, S.T. claims, Come on, guys. 
The Bible was canonized by the Catholic Church during the councils of Hippo and Carthage in 382 and 397 A.D. Get your history straight, because only the Catholics' Bibles are authentic, end of quote. S.T. suggests that we get our history straight. Let's take a look at his. The word canon, according to Noah Webster, means a cane, reed, or measuring rod. He defines canon in regard to our discussion as the genuine books of the Holy Scriptures called the sacred canon, or general rule of moral and religious duty given by inspiration, end of quote. As early as 100 A.D., all 27 books in the New Testament contained in the canon today were widely, widely honored by the believers of old. In addition, these books were in use and circulated as soon as they were written. One of the credentials of Holy Writ was that they were written by the apostles or endorsed by the apostles, such as Brother Luke. The criterion of apostolicity was laid out by Tertullian, who was known as the father of Latin theology. He died in 225 A.D., long before the councils, noted by S.T. Canons of the New Testament precede S.T.'s history by over 200 years. A partial list follows. Marcion, A.D. 140, Muratorian, A.D. 170, Bercoccio, A.D. 206, Apostolic, A.D. 300, the Canon of Cyril of Jerusalem, A.D. 350, Sheltonham, A.D. 360, the Canon approved by the Synod of Laodicea, A.D. 363, Athanasius, A.D. 367. The canon of the New Testament remains the same as it was in 100 A.D. It was either written by the apostles or by an author endorsed by the apostles. S.T. asserts that only Catholic Bibles are authentic. The Catholic Douay Reims is an English translation of the Bible taken from Jerome's Catholic Latin Vulgate Bible. It not only shows deference to corrupt Alexandrian manuscripts and discredited apocryphal writings, but it is a secondary translation. Any of Jerome's errors were simply translated into English, and since that time it has undergone numerous changes. According to William Bradley, author of Purified Seven Times, Catholic Cardinals Newman and Wiseman attest to these changes. Cardinal Wiseman is quoted as saying, It, the Douay Reims translation, has been altered and modified until scarcely any verse remains as it was originally published, end of quote. The authorized King James Version of 1611 finds its Old Testament in the Masoretic text endorsed by the Hebrew canon and its New Testament in the majority text. The majority text represents well over 90% of the over 5,000 Greek handwritten manuscripts that contain the New Testament scriptures on grounds of sourcing, age, and scholarship. It is the authority in the English-speaking world, whether the world likes it or not.